Hello everyone. Uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us uh, Mr. Pushkar Limai, who is the founder and CTO of Cannot, uh, which is a full stack agri tech platform that helps farmers to improve their income up to 30%. Uh, hi Pushkar, welcome to ELI. Hi Priya, thank you so much and thanks for hosting me in the show. Uh, I would uh, request you to introduce yourself to our audience and uh, introduce in a way that uh, we, we get to know about your background, where you were born and brought up, uh, where did you study and uh, you know what are the different events in your life that led to entrepreneurship? Okay, perfect. That's a good, good one to start with. Uh, so quick intro, hi, I'm Pushkar Limay. I'm CTO and co-founder of uh, Carnot Technologies. Uh, to, to tell you a little bit about, you know, my personal journey and then maybe I'll arrive at how I started off. Uh, I, I am born and brought up in Mumbai, neighborhood of Dadar and then Bileparle for those who are from Mumbai. And I was brought up in a very typical uh, Maharashtrian environment of, you know, I stayed in a tall for the first 10 years of my life, which is like a hostile-ish environment for adulthood. And, uh, you know, but I was raised in a Marathi medium school, good Marathi medium school, but it was a Marathi medium uh, environment till my 10th standard. Mm -hmm. and in general, in my family, there are a lot of chartered accountants. Uh, my father, my uncle, even my grandfather used to be uh, uh, of the same domain. And I used to think that that is what I'm supposed to do. But, you know, few things, uh, as, as you said, dots connect looking backwards. Few things happened back then and I just decided to sort of join uh, engineering classes with my friends and unknowingly sort of, you know, got through uh, IIT JE and ended up in IIT. So I'm IIT Bombay alumnus, uh, passed out in 2013, uh, mechanical engineer for degree's sake. I think, uh, you know, it didn't personally matter what engineering you are done is my personal opinion. It's more of a problem solving attitude. Mm. But I think, uh, you know, there are two, three key events, uh, Priya, that I, I, I think changed my life. I think the first one was getting into IIT. And, you know, in IIT, it changed me fundamentally and especially the hostel life changed me fundamentally as a person. I mean, when I joined, I was a little bit of a scared introvert individual, mm -hmm. you know, just to be open and honest. But just learning from my peers, learning from a few of the great people, uh, great friends that I made in my hostel days, sort of gave me that confidence of, uh, you know, I can also do things and I can also be up there. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think... Uh, in the beginning, I was quite an uh, introvert, not much, you know, socially connected sort of person. But then the second main important point of my life happened, which is called IIT Bombay Racing Team. Uh, mm -hmm. So this is like a Formula student team. So it's it's, it's same format as Formula One uh, that, you know, we do for student level. Mm -hmm. And uh, I ended up participating in the team to begin with as a, you know, let's build out a telematic system for that car. And uh, the thing that happened is in my first year, we went to Silverstone in UK as India's first electric race car from IIT Bombay. And there was a certain, uh, you know, oom factor or, you know, certain thing that I, that I had imagined us to be at a certain level. But when I went there, I saw a huge gap in the quality of engineering that we have done versus, you know, what the best looks like. And mm -hmm. I realized that uh, we have been too theoretical in life. Engineering goes beyond just, uh, you know, usual... Uh, aspects of, you know, our theory, engineering can be applied to anything in life. For example, mm -hmm. those teams in Cornell student had a great engineered pit lane, you know, how the car should be displayed, 
how it should be kept clean, what who should be managing food and beverages. So I just realized that it's a massive gap in engineering. Uh, I attempted formula student again in the second year, and that time we came in the top twenty of uh, you know top twenty of the global universities at Sita in certain aspects, right? Mm -hmm. So that event sort of forced me into you know thinking two things. One, uh, you know, engineering is far more you know uh, beautiful than what I imagine or what I'm learning so far, and hence I want to stick with engineering. That was a key lesson because you know mm -hmm. in engineering many times you eliminate what you you find out what you don't want to do. But mm -hmm. in my case, I ended up finding what I want to do, which was some hardcore engineering. And second thing uh, is, I, I was kind of forced uh, into leadership uh, due to that experience of leading sixty people team along with my few of my batchmates. And I realized that I'm enjoying it. And you know, sometimes you feel like you won't enjoy leadership, but then that experience sort of forced me to lead and and you know made me realize that uh, this is not bad. In fact, mm -hmm. I'm loving what I'm doing. Right. So. Because of those two incidences, uh, I had this very simple one-line problem statement in my life: Can we build world-class, uh, you know, products out of India, which are at par with global standards? And you know, the inspiration completely comes root, rooted down from seeing that Formula Student car built by me versus you know seeing the Formula Student cars which are best in the world. And it was as simple as okay, can there be one product which is now which, which can really compete and look out and stand out against all of them? And mm. that is the reason that I, uh, you know, sort of decided to stay back and uh, start up. And it was a very blind and uh, sort of like not a very big dreamy uh, sort of jump that I, that the plunge that I took into entrepreneurship. It was a very humble uh, thinking of what we have built as a telematic system for my Formula Student car. Can I build it for usual consumer cars? But can mm. I do it in a way that makes me stand out and make us extremely proud about what I have built? That's it. So you know that is the basis at which, for uh, because of which I started up. So just to summarize, in chill, born and brought up in Mumbai, in a Marathi medium school, got into IIT, entered formula student world, realized engineering is beautiful, and in order to build something out of India, which is at par with global standards, started Carnot Technology in 2015. That's my story. Okay, so in uh, 2015 you started and you wanted to do something around car. Uh, <coughs> How did you arrive at Agritech? What's the connection? Okay, so we are an accidental Agritech startup. Uh, we did not start with Agritech. In fact, you know, I had not even seen what farming looks like until as recent as twenty nineteen. Uh, so, I think Agritech uh, came majorly because of Mahindra and Mahindra investment, which happened in twenty eighteen. Uh, so the the way it happened is, you know, we started building the. Car telematics product. When we started our journey in 2015, we raised a seed round from uh, Sandeep Tandon, Sandeep uh, Tandon and Punalasha, the angel investors. And you know, I uh, rate them both, you know, very highly in terms of support and mentorship they provided. But uh, and we ended up selling, I think, around 12,000 of uh, the car tracking devices in first one and a half year, right? So after all of it, uh, usually, you know. Uh, as a founder you end, end up understanding what your usp is or you know what your strength is and what we realize is is what we built in carnot a was a product which was running and which was beautiful but more important thing that we could really uh, build out strongly is a dna and you know we had a extremely product and tech centric dna probably because of you know me and my other co-founders coming from the tech background uh, but as what we realize is in the car device tracking business You have to be extremely operations or you know distribution heavy. 
or you know we need those kind of skill sets to win that market so we sort of realize that even if we raise another round for that product we will end up uh, sort of you know creating a bubble of some so there were two options either you know run it all and make it profitable for you know and spend 10 20 years doing so mm-hmm. or second thing is accept the fact and tie up with someone who has major distribution right so and and around that time we started exploring beyond car product uh, in fact there was a very uh, you know in funny incidents that uh, sort of changed the trajectory of carnot is that on one one fine day i was uh, traveling in a cab with my earphones as well as my aux cable plugged in mm-hmm. uh, on the car's audio system etc and then i heard we heard weird noises from on the big system when car rev etc so it is uh, every time your car charge runs it charges your battery and it produces sort of like some kind of you know chichi chichi signals on uh, your battery mm-hmm. so we in fact uh, went ahead and recorded that audio signal as you know not the audio as in the electrical signal as an audio as literally an mp3 file and we could extract information say engine speed engine load fuel efficiency it's on that data and a lot a lot of machine learning done on top of it uh, mm-hmm. so you know while that was very cool as a science experiment and you know just to show off to friends uh what that opened up is sort of analytics for all vehicles that do not have sensors right mm-hmm. i mean uh if you look at your car it has hundreds of sensors inside already that's why you see all those cool gadgets on the screen but if you think of a tractor or a truck or a bike it doesn't there is no sensor in it right, right? so uh based on this specific uh, finding and the device that you you know the technology that we built we won something called as qualcom design in india challenge uh, qdic Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2016 if i remember correctly and that was a 100000 usd grant given to three uh, winners out of 400 wow. applicants uh, so qualcom changed our life in two ways a you know at that time we were sort of at value of death to be honest because we had decided not to raise for the car product so you know we were salaryless for some n number of months and it was a situation and b uh, it also sort of attached ourselves with a big tech brand as a validation for external world as hey these guys are are doing something cool mm. right so because uh, of qualcom you know we got some breathing time to sort of explore partnerships or potential investments from oems and at that time we were speaking with uh, mahindra as well as you know through some dotted line connects uh, one of the big big uh, bike oem of india mm-hmm. right so uh, we had opportunity to go and be serious about both to convert into uh, you know you know uh, investment strategic investment etc but things worked quite well with mnm because mahindra was already building uh, telematics for the tractors and they sort of believed in uh, telematics being the future of this industry mm-hmm. uh, whereas in bikes what you know in a one line what we learned was if you have a technology that reduces 10 rupee of bikes cost you are welcome if you are improving a rupee mm-hmm. you are you are going to be r and d project you are not going to be on it so you yeah. know sort of that that led us to choose mahindra over other options and of course because of the people because of interaction with dr goenka which was you know brilliant at that point mm-hmm. and hence we got into actec i mean you know once we went inside mahindra ecosystem that's like world's biggest tractor manufacturer opening up your their arms for a distribution and then it only made sense that uh, we sort of build for farmers we build for tractors etc so that is how we entered agritech in 2018 now uh, uh, since 2018 is been 5 years and i'm sure you have built more cool products so tell us about what is the current scale of operation what are the different products and services we have under <coughs> and what okay. what what else has happened 
okay perfect so lot of things have happened <laughs> so you know i think uh, your question also made me sort of look back and, and uh, you know get a flashback movie in front of my eyes but uh, you know to tell you in nutshell we have two type of products there is there are there is a product in itself and then there are few services which we provide to mrm so let me talk about the products which are uh, you know the key or yeah. flagship products for us so right now the flagship product for us is is called krishi smart kit uh which is also called sim market we sell under both brands mm-hmm. what is this kit this is very very interesting device i mean you know even uh, just to tell you in simple words let me uh, give an analogy if if there was no meter for a taxi mm. or you know let's say if there was no google maps your ola and uber will not exist right because there is no mm. billing possible for a taxi mm. now if you think of uh, india's you know entire farming land which goes under a tractor 95% of that land goes under a tractor through renting mm-hmm. you know what i mean is if there are 50 farmers only one farmer owns a tractor remaining nine rent it out right so 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 that renting work happens by a person who owns a tractor or fleet of tractor and they have drivers employed etc and then they are supposed to get paid based on how many acres of work is there or how many hours are spent on the farm Mm-hmm. right and and when i actually when we went into up actually we moved to up for eight odd months to learn about agritech and you know to learn about our customers we realized that it's completely non transparent i mean people are no i mean there are every now and then there are jhagde between you know farmer and the tractor guy about how much bill they should charge and that's where we saw an opportunity so what this krishi smart kit does is a it is a usual gps tracking device that is plug and play I mean, literally, it can go into any tractor or harvester model in less than 15 minutes over a WhatsApp video call. By the way, mm-hmm. so we have made that simple to install and that simple to use. But uh, the magic sauce that it brings is it it it's able to differentiate using our you know proprietary algorithms on cloud. Uh, what is a farm and what is a road? Mm-hmm. Right? And what happens because we could separate what is a farm and what is a road. We are also able to find out what is the boundary of the farm and how much time is spent on the farm. Mm-hmm. Right, and based on all of these uh, different things, we basically we sort of you know for fancy words, uh, we have become a ERP solution for people who rent out their tractors. Mm-hmm. Right, so now while while this sounds very cool, uh, it gave us an instant uh, you know distinction between all competitors because there is a very high risk of okay, आपका GPS tracking device category में you know जाने का there is a very high risk of going into that category with you know the business we are in. but mm-hmm. because of this ip of differentiating area and uh, you know differentiating farm and road we were quite defensible and like the car product which we have built mm-hmm. uh, second thing is you know the point to note here is right now we are at already 33000 of these units in india uh, mm-hmm. as, as well as 3000 units in africa mm-hmm. so you know we have quite some healthy uh, install base but the validation actually came for us six months or one year after we you know started installing these kits and you may ask why so why is uh, that is i personally believe as an entrepreneur uh, the biggest validation is someone pays you there is mm-hmm. no other validation there is no other survey or there is no other gut feeling that you should go with uh, so you know the biggest validation that came to us was this device basically has a sim card inside it mm-hmm. and you know every six months ke baad ya one year ke baad people have to pay you know up to 2000 rupees per year to continue the service mm. uh, based on the industry benchmark based on whatever we had heard and so even if you ask chat gpt today you know describing mm-hmm. our product what is a good benchmark the answer comes out to be around 50% like mm-hmm. 50% is considered to be great i mean you have killed it 
so i am very happy to share that over 10 or 1000 recharges that have happened so far 10 15000 uh, we are at around 75% to 80% rate wow and you know there are people who are on our platform from last 3 to 4 years so mm-hmm. so you know that, that is something that as a founder i feel deeply uh, you know happy about deeply satisfied about so that is uh, our key hero product right now which is a krishi smart kit and of course now what we are doing is uh, we are building scalable uh, you know ecosystem around that product what i mean is we already have a cloud that handles 200 million data points every day uh, we are we are now building a customer analytics solution for all b2b partners for example sugarcane mills or you know in in kenya for example we are building a solution for uh, a bank uh, as a proxy credit score etc and we are also entering few interesting partnerships in india around that product and mm-hmm. the the most interesting one i want to speak about is a partnership that we are doing with avanti capital uh, mm-hmm. which is where you know usually as a tractor owner you have to put something to at mortgage as a mortgage to get a loan right and this entire tractor and farmer wala relation happens on credit so in reason they are uh, you know basically in few lakhs in inr uh, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of their capital so they they feel need of uh, easy capital in that season to fund their diesel fund their driver costs etc so what we came up with was a proxy uh, it was the data analytics as the proxy for mortgage product so mm-hmm. what we do is we provide avanti capital a proof of uh, someone's tractors use using usability being very high and show that as a proof of uh, credit worthiness of a person and of mm-hmm. course avanti uses their own algorithms and data checks on top of it to sort of give a mortgage free loan at a very reasonable almost half of the uh, you know non organized rate to the re so we went live with this pilot uh, very soon and you know fingers crossed so far we have close to 100% recovery rate as well uh, due to various uh, you know data checks and e match sort of systems that we have used but if you so you know one thing is this is like, like a business or data being used as a proxy and edit score but if you really think about our customer point of view uh, for them it's a huge thing i mean you know whenever i see them smiling because of getting a loan on time and you know how big that problem is in farmers mm-hmm. uh, i just feel like okay, you know for the first time probably in agritech there is data being used for something good as good as like getting a loan uh, mm-hmm. for the tractor owner scale so we are quite hopeful that uh, you know this thing will really scale and now in fact we are getting a inbound pull from uh, some of the people to buy the kit so that they become eligible for this program okay right? mm-hmm. so so that is going quite strong second thing uh, as i said we are building two things for sugarcane mills for you know uh, leasing companies etc and this is targeted not just for india but across the globe as well uh, mm-hmm. for example in south africa we are soon starting a pilot with uh, you know bluetooth button along with our gps kit so mm-hmm. that we can uh, put those gps buttons on high cost implements or machineries and find out what farm used what machine you know behind the tractor jot as to time implement mm. similarly we are also doing a small pilot with a construction equipment company to find mm. out whether their arm is moving or not moving etc so these are a lot of small small uh, product developments that are now sort of getting along as a ecosystem uh, and our kit is sort of becoming a central node or you know central uh, hero of the whole ecosystem mm. and what we are really trying to do is Uh, you know improve productivity and efficiencies of fleets of of any asset agri asset that is out there so you want to get more into global ecosystem now in next one year in fact the target is to get 10000 units out uh, outside india mm. you know by 2024 so mm. 
So let's see that will go well. So that's about our product. So this is the main thing that we have built. And along with it, uh, you know, it, it, there is a brand called Krish E. Mm-hmm. So of course, after Mahindra's, uh, you know, so the Lashback, while this product was getting built, I invested in three rounds in Carnot. And now they own around 70% of us. So we have mm-hmm. technically we are a group company and we are acquired by M&M. So, you know, that's, that's also quite a good tick mark as a getting to some conclusion point as a founder. So with Mahindra, we are building few things as a service arm of uh, Krishi, which is their agri-tech brand or the brand that brings all the tech of M&M under one radar. So mm. a lot of things like crop advisory or, you know, a digital plot monitoring solution. We are also entering, uh, you know, doing a thing for sugarcane uh, harvesting using you know, satellite imagery and AI, etc. So those are, some of them are, you know, green shoots or, you know, long, long-term long bets that m has taken. Some of them have already gone live with around 1.5 million uh, users. But all in all, around uh, 1.5 million farmers in India have downloaded these various apps and services that we have built. Mm. And that is, uh, that is in a nutshell what we are doing. And of course, you, you, you should all be staying tuned because uh, Krishi is bringing in few interesting things around use tractor, uh, and you know, a tech-driven, a solid use tractor platform very soon. And Carnot will be sort of the tech partner or someone who is powering the entire tech for all of you. Wow, that's what we do. Cool. So, uh, we have understood about the company, about the products, uh, and about the business model. Uh, now we would like to learn a little bit about the personal side of being an entrepreneur. So, tell us uh, why entrepreneurship. I think. Uh, you went to a good college you could have uh, you know got a good job with the with the cool projects that that you did uh, i think any company would be very uh, you know uh, delighted to hire you as an employee and uh, you know of course uh, after graduation i think you were uh, uh, salary less for quite some time building the company so what wh- what's this craze about entrepreneurship why entrepreneurship uh, is something that you chose uh, I will be very, very honest here. I mean, when I started, I don't think I had, looking back, I don't think I had a uh, lot of maturity in terms of uh, decision making for why entrepreneurship. But I think that was also good. But the main, you know, if 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 I uh, talk about the main reason why I started up, I think there was a little sense of, you know, giving back, wanting to give back to society uh, that I had deeply. Uh, that mainly is because you know I was coming from a not so you know well-off school or you know not not the best ideal condition that someone might come in. As in, I hadn't seen uh, what first world looks like when in my childhood, mm-hmm. to be honest. And then I also saw that there is a huge gap in uh, you know local problems and solutions that are introduced. I mean, mm-hmm. everywhere I was seeing in India, whenever I see things, at least you know back then, now things are changing. I used to you know some Indian problem and some Western solution. Especially when it uh, comes to you know fundamental technology or fundamental engineering, and there was an itch of okay, you know, let me solve one local problem in a local way, or using our product, or using you know something that we have built at the time. So mm-hmm. that that feeling of okay, you know, push to banana hai and push to build karna hai, that sort of forced me into entrepreneurship to be honest. Along with of course uh, a a very strong urge to give back to the society. Right. So those two things combined made me jump into it. But I think what made me sustain was a, a different thing. You know, what made me sustain was, first of all, you know, my luck introduced few great people in my life, including the yeah. seed investors that we got, uh, my 
co-founders as well as some of the people the first employees of Carnot mm-hmm. and then lastly you know Mahindra and Mahindra which is the investor and who acquired us as well uh, but I think all of these people sort of uh, allowed me to be myself and you know keep building good things uh, which I think will be very difficult or you know which I think will I'll find extremely difficult in any non-ownership environment right mm-hmm. so uh, there is one thing as you know, uh, the glamorous things of, okay, you call yourself your boss and that, that, that really is, you know, not helpful beyond a day or two. What mm-hmm. is really helpful is you own a problem and you own the solution. And, you know, you, you really own all bad things that come with it. Uh, let me tell you that that feeling of, you know, owning a difficult problem and solving it after a lot of struggle is uh, unmatchable with anything else. So I think a lot of such moments kept happening in Carnot because, you know, it was almost like a roller coaster, high, low sort of ride, mm-hmm. especially because we were in hardware. I can tell you that we went through a few nightmares. I mean, absolute nightmares, uh, you know, uh, where we are almost going to shut down twice or thrice. But I think when you come out of those experiences, right, I mean, it, it's difficult to go back and think of something else. Uh, mm-hmm. So the bond that you make with your core team members or the early employees, I think after one point, you also work for them. So, you know, the entrepreneurship was not just for me, but just also for my team once I sort of went through a certain ride with them. And uh, that's why I think I could sustain. I mean, I could have easily, you know, reverted back after two, three years of starting up and, you know, probably given it up to someone else. But I think the bond uh, sort of made me keep going. So just to put the answer in uh, way. I started because of uh, urge to give back to society and, you know, to solve a local problem in a local way in India. And, but I continued because of the amazing teammates and amazing investors that I got. So, yep, that's, that's what. Speaking of amazing investors, uh, I think you were, you were, in the initial days, we were backed by Kunal Cha, who is a, you know, a popular entrepreneur and a, you know, investor in Indian startup context. So uh, tell us uh, about, you know, your experience with him. Any anecdotes you'd like to share? Okay. Sure. So I think, uh, you know, I will like to mention both Kunal Shah and Sandeep Tendon. Because mm-hmm. on my personal interaction has been more with Sandeep. Uh, mm-hmm. With Kunal, I think he believes in a team. But what my, you know, he must have, I have met him twice or thrice, to be honest. Uh, apart from the, you know, usual interaction. Because Rohan, my CEO, used to lead the fundraise. But what... Mm-hmm. You know, it it was just one or two meetings with Kunal, and he had made his decision, sort of, sort to say. So I think he read a lot in the team and in the people, uh, more than you know, getting into a lot of details. And he, his gut feeling was very much based on the experience or wisdom he has from his startup experience. So, so he is almost a massive edge over other investors because he can guess guess the good startups and bad startups quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the operations, I think. He, he had complete he had given us complete ownership and they never interfered with any decision um, and you know in fact kunal was extremely you know we all know he's a champion of brand making in india so to say so even in the early days car product lot of our consumer focus and lot of our you know attention to details around brand were sort of imposed from him and that really helped us but uh, apart from kunal sandeep tendon you know proved out to be you know i still will rate him as one of the best investors uh, out there, uh, a, a because, especially for hardware startups. I mean, you know, a he has his own listed company called Sirma Technologies, uh, mm-hmm. which is you know in EMS manufacturing etc. So we of course got some uh, benefit of credit line and some good mentorship from his team. 
but i think because he has seen startup industry he knows it requires patient capital i mean he he wasn't looking for uh, making one lakh devices in a month sort of thing but he was extremely uh, sympathetic empathetic towards founders mm-hmm. and extremely aware of the challenges that it is uh, it brings on the table when you build a hardware startup so mm-hmm. sandeep i mean you know i still meet him uh, sometime and i'll still you know love to get as much gain from him as possible in life in general that because just i find him extremely you know uh, grounded to reality despite being the position that he is in i mean you know, he is mm-hmm. running few very big things I mm. and still he is able to relate with me being a small founder uh, on, a, on a very different level i mean you know one thing is when you speak on strategy level and give a general gain mm-hmm. versus when you are absolutely pinpointing a problem and a solution so he had that great ability to do do uh, those things and you know i still look forward to you know whenever i do next startup uh, i mean kunal sandeep will be one of the first person to reach out to for me as a mentor as an as an investor etc well uh, on this note i think we are uh, up with the time uh, thanks for joining pushkar it was a wonderful session and you know uh, really a great learning experience for me as well uh i would say my best wishes for uh, cannot and thanks for joining yeah thank you priya thank you so much it was pleasure uh, coming into the show as well thank you thank you